0: We do that yeah. Right? Sure. Okay. All right. Let's do that.
1: Let's do that. And then I, I think we're okay. It's not the alphabet. <laughs> it's a polar bear. <laughs> okay. Let's do everybody.
0: Let's uh, sing. Let's do the normal one. First
1: one, First one do normal okay, one. Right, one, two,
2: three. I belong
1: to you. Now, now do this.
3: I belong to
1: you.
3: I belong
2: Normal.
1: to you. And now the trillie one.
3: I
2: belong to you. Okay, I'm sorry. How
3: and then we're going to be force again.
0: Oh i Okay um, so. yeah,
2: probably Oh uh huh <laughs> 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 you like that that's <laughs> 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 i <laughs> <laughs>
0: like you know like this, no. working with Good morning.
1: Good
2: morning.
0: Good
1: morning. Good morning. Right. Bless the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. God just We pray that everybody that's uh, looking in at home is warm and safe. We assume that if you're watching it, that you're probably not out in the cold and in the snowdrift. So, <laughs> just making an
4: assumption there. But
1: anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome. All uh, right. You know, God has uh, given us a garment of praise that we can put on. Any time for a spirit of heaviness. So mm-hmm. whenever we feel heavy, we can put on that garment of praise. Right. Praise yeah. him. We can use that. Garment the Bible says in Isaiah 61 and 3 that God has given us a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. If I feel heavy, have a heavy heart, I can choose. You to praise him. His mercy endures forever. And
3: Pray that you'll choose me, Lord. I offer to give all of me. Your kingdom come, Lord. Your will be done, my Lord. I love you so, please take all from of me. I want to worship you in everything I do, faithful My life is not my own, to you I belong, I give myself, I give myself to you. My life is not my own, to you I belong, I give myself, I give myself.
5: Yeah Let's give God some praise. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. Let's magnify the Lord in this place. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus! Hallelujah, Jesus! Oh, we magnify you, Lord, right now. We belong to you, Jesus. Ah, ya Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ah, hallelujah Jesus yes Lord yes Lord yes Lord we worship you right now Lord we give you all the glory and honor right now Jesus we open up ourselves to you right now Lord. Lord, we bind the devil right now, Jesus. We bind the devil right now. We give you all the glory. All the honor right now, Jesus. That's Baba Baba Cotto. That's Baba Baba Soto. Hey, 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 hey. Thank you, Lord. And the Baba Baba koto. Yeah, Baba 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 Soto. And the Baba 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 Sitia. And the Galaba Baba Baba koto. Oh, we give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, right now in your name, Jesus, Lord, we magnify you. We lift you up in this place, Lord. We ask right now in your name, Jesus, that you purify our hearts and our minds, God. Cleanse us, O God, from all unrighteousness, Jesus. Lord, right now in your name, Jesus, Lord. We ask that you move today, Lord. Lord, touch Sister Porter right now in your name, Jesus, Lord. Give her your strength, Lord. Keep her safe until she comes, Lord. Lord, we speak healing to Nikki right now in your name, Jesus, Lord. thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Touch Susie right now in your name, Jesus. You're healing right now, Jesus. ba Touch her body right now, Father. Lord, right now in your name, Jesus, Lord. We ask that you just touch Brian Barner right now, Lord. And Kurt Fenderson right now in your name, Jesus, Lord. For the fullness of you right now, Jesus, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We ask that you just touch all those, Lord, that couldn't be here today, Lord. Lord, touch all those that are watching, Lord, right now in your name, Jesus, Lord. Touch all those right now in your name, Jesus, that are backslidden and lost, Lord. Move in their life, God. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We know that all of our prayers, Lord, are answered according to your will, Lord. And upon our faith, Lord, we trust and we believe in you. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we pray. We say, "Amen, Hallelujah, Jesus."
0: Good morning, good morning. All right, you know, um, Thursday, our uh, our group at work had a team outing, and we went to hot shops. Kind of an artist studio play thing. So part of the team building was they had a, a guy who demonstrated you know, making pottery. And so he had a big clump of clay, a little clump, and put on the pottery. And I had, never that, I had never seen that demonstrated live, right? I was like, oh, so everybody was kind of looking and he was walking through the whole process. And, but of course, as he's demonstrating, I'm thinking about the book of Jeremiah. And um, it was amazing how when he put that big old piece of clay on, I guess, the spindle or something, it was just going round and round and round. Sometimes he slowed slow it down. Sometimes he speeded speed it up. But he always kept it moist, right? So he could work with it. And his hands were always on it in some way, form, or fashion. And then he would take these various tools, you know, like pronged uh, metal objects and stuff to... Uh, decorated and make it so, make it beautiful. Even had a fork that just put like several decorated features on it. And I was just thinking about Lord, you know what? You are the Potter; we are the clay. Lord, just keep us moistened, keep us pliable, keep us willing to be molded by you, and that you fashion and shape us, because we're always in your hands. And there are times when. The spindle went faster and faster and faster. But he never lost grip. And so that's just, I don't know. It just reminded me of how careful and how wonderful in designing us and shaping us over and over and over again. So anyway, I just want to give God praise for that. Come on, let's get ready to take up an offering. Stand some feet. All right. Look nice at you.
2: How are nice you nice
0: all right. I'm going to live so God can use
3: me anywhere, Lord, anytime. I'm going to live so God can use me anywhere, Lord, anytime. Oh, now I'm going to pray so God can use me anywhere, Lord, anytime. I'm gonna pray so God can use me anywhere, Lord. Anytime. Oh, now I'm gonna give so God can use me anywhere, Lord. Anytime. I'm gonna give so God. Time, oh, now I'm gonna walk so God can use me anyway, Lord. Anytime I'm gonna walk so God can use me anyway, Lord. Let's take it home. Oh, now I'm gonna
0: Hey, this this song I I just I'm just learning actually um from having it all the way down. <clears throat> but when I first heard it about a week or two ago, I'm like, wow, I I kind of like the words of that. And um the song is called You're Fighting for Us. And regardless of what we're going through, regardless of the stuff that Satan throws at, at us to try to get us off. The Lord is always fighting for us. And then the other, other week, I think last week, that um, Pastor Derek, he had, he had spoken on Job. And one of the things that was so clear is that the Lord has a hedge of protection around his people. So you think you're by yourself, but you're not, because he's always, always fighting for us. Amen. All right. <clears throat>
3: You are not flesh alone. You and you are not weak or slow, everything brave and bold, you're fighting for us. You are not this to cold, your heart's not angry or cold. Even in ways we don't know, you're fighting for us. You hold it when it comes to your children. You fiercely defend us till we stand. stand here amazed cuz you're fine the...
6: is the seed of the woman, the seed of Abraham, the root of Jesse and the rock of ages. He is the ancient of days, the commander of God's army, and the radiance of God's glory. He is the Holy One, the heir of all things, the bread of life, and the author of life. He is the perfecter of faith, the overseer of souls, the horn of salvation, the desire of nations, and the son of righteousness. He's the consolation of Israel the Lion of Judah, and the Man of Sorrows. He is the Gift of God, the Lamb of God, the Wisdom of God, the Power of God, the Image of God, and the Angel of God. He is the Son of God, the Son of Man, the Son of David, the Son of Joseph, and the Son of Mary. He's the King of the Jews, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Lord of the Sabbath, and the Lord of Glory. He's the Morning Star, the Last Adam, the Living Stone. He is the true witness, he is the atoning sacrifice. He is the good shepherd, the great high priest, the chief cornerstone and the righteous servant. He is the highest, the almighty, the firstborn, the advocate, the head, the resurrection, the temple and the sanctuary. He is the branch, the vine, the way, the truth, the light, the gate, the rock, the light, the prophet, the apostle and the Nazarene. He is the carpenter, the comforter and the fountain he is the alpha and the omega the first and the last the beginning and the end he is the amen he is the faithful and true he's the wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace praise the lord he is the messiah the word the rabbi the teacher the master the redeemer the deliverer mediator creator and judge He is Emmanuel. He is Yahweh, Lord, God, Savior, Christ. He is Jesus.
4: Glory to God. Praise the Lord. I only have one young person today. That's all right. Praise God.
2: Well,
4: oh, glory to God. I am. Um, when I was driving here today, I had this thought in my mind because, you know, Camille said to me, you know, not a whole lot of people are going to be there. I said, yeah, I'm that. about But I remembered something that God told me years and years ago when we first started having church. And uh, I was sitting down in the office studying. Before God, I had a message Lord, I got to wait until at least 50 people come before I preach this. And God told me if one person, one person showed that he better preach. He said, Aren't you glad that the person that witnessed for you didn't wait for 49 other people? So, praise the Lord. I'm happy to see you all that did brave the cold. I'm also happy to say that we're not going to do this tonight. This is it. You didn't make it this morning. And I'm not going to come here and do it broadcasted for you to sit at home and watch. Pull it up on YouTube. Watch another message that you missed or something. Praise the Lord. I also want to say before we get started that, um, you know, we have people that are sick or ill that are out. And you should pray for them. But when you pray for them, don't just pray, oh yeah, they're sick. Let's pray for the sick. Let's pray for this. You should pray for them expecting that God is going to heal them. The Bible says that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. But the beautiful part about it is this example he gave, he said Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. But he earnestly prayed that it might not rain. And it didn't rain on the earth for the space of six three years and six months. So that's the example of what your prayer can do. So when you pray for those sick folks, those people that are ill and not feeling well, they can't get out, can't do whatever, you know, expect that God, you know, be that fervent, effectual prayer, that righteous person that prays to Him. Praise God. So but this morning we're gonna talk about something that I call God in my life. God in my life. God gave me this uh, thought, this idea while I was away. God in my life consecrated, sanctified, holy, and dedicated. I want to begin in John chapter 4, verses 7 through 15. He said, There cometh the woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink, for his disciples were going away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou being a Jew, ask a drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria. So, so this is like when you go to share with somebody the gospel of Christ and you say to them, gosh, you know, Jesus is a, a, God is like this. You know, Jesus wants to do this for our lives. You know, God is, in our. he wants to be on. And they start telling me, oh, I'm, I'm Catholic. Oh, I'm, I'm this. I'm, uh, I go to brother so-and-so church. Or I'm like this. In fact, uh, the man, you know, in, in, in Jamaica, uh, because I'm not from Jamaica, when Shalonda got married, I couldn't sign the thing that had to be a, a resident of Jamaica. And the man, he introduced himself to me, and he got a little offended, I think, because he introduced himself to me he said, I'm Pastor So and so, whatever. And I said, I'm Bishop Moe. And he said, Well, I'm Bishop, um, you know. And, and then he said, I'm Church of God, some Church of God in Christ, or something like that. Maybe you heard of that, you know. And I just stopped talking, you know. <laughs> but but Jesus is telling this woman something that's important. About to tell us something that's very important, and she starts telling him about her religion. I'm a Samaritan, you know. You go tell her, oh no. I'm like this. We had a, we were having a, uh, something one time, a revival or something, years and years ago. And, and Bob, Pastor Derek and I were sending out little messages, little notes and cards and, and invitations to people. And we sent one to the people up on Sorensen on, uh, 56 in Sarnson. And, uh, oh, I called them up. A the woman called me up or something like that. She said, Oh, uh, we, uh, something, we, 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 something she was saying. What she was trying to say, we Trinitarians, We don't believe in that, that oneness stuff y'all do. I said, well, I don't, you know, I, I, I didn't care about that. I was just inviting you to a time of fellowship. So Jesus runs into this. How is it that you being a Jew asketh this of me, a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, if thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith unto thee, give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked him. And we, he would have given thee living water. The woman said unto him, sir. Thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep from whence hast thou that living water art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? dear senses and sinner whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give them uh, uh, him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus was explaining to this woman the concept uh, 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 of, and the reality of God in your life. That's what he was explaining to her. I'm explaining to you, sweetheart, the, the, the reality, the, the concept of God in your life. After his explanation, she said, she asked, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. See, when when I say God in my life, I mean my whole life. In everything. He's in me. All in me so that I can't help but be like him. I, I, I can't help but represent him and reflect him. See, uh, 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 this is what the Bible describes as a Christian. This is the Bible, Bible describes a Christian. If you're reading in the, in, in the church, uh, that's what it describes. Somebody who is in Christ always. Uh, in John chapter 6, uh, verse 31 through 35, it says, Jesus was talking to a group of Jews. He said, our fathers did eat manna in the desert as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Uh, Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not the bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore, give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life, and he that uh, cometh to me uh, uh, shall never hunger, and he that believes on me shall never thirst. So, so there, is, there, there, there is being in God all of the way, completely. There, there's that, that, that's something that happens. Completely given over to God and godliness. There's that. See, this is uh, 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 two occasions where Jesus spoke concerning uh, uh, present life to those that he was speaking to. He's talking to them now. No, I'll give you water to drink. He's telling the people, if you take the bread that God gave, you know, uh, uh, you're never hungry. But prophetically concerning us. When he said that to them, he was speaking prophetically concerning us. He told the woman, you can allow me in your life so completely that you'll never thirst or have a desire to be satisfied again. And I know that's what he was talking about. Because when she said, give me this water, he said, go get your husband. I'm going to hook you up where right, right. You, you won't need all that no right, more. Right, right, right. See? So, 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 so once the woman at the well, he said to her, once, you know, he spoke to this once this, this the woman at the well and once the crowd of Jews. He, he told her, you know, uh, 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 you can allow me in your life. So completely that you'll never thirst or have a desire to be satisfied again. He told the crowd of Jews, uh, 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 these would-be Jewish believers. You can rely on me so completely that you will never hunger or crave anything else. I'm telling you, you could have, I'm, you, you take this bread. You, you won't hunger, you believe on. you won't thirst. So, obviously, there are people that are called to this kind of life. There are people that are called to this kind of life. Where, no, I want you to take me. I want you to take so much of me that you don't, there's no issue. There's no worry. There's no reaching out. There's no thirsting and no craving. No desires that aren't satisfied in me. Hello? Hello? No, you want to get there. You want to be there. See, see, we spoke about this not long ago. There are people in church, been in church for a long time. You're still searching for something. You're still reaching, craving, desiring. You at the well. you drinking the wrong kind of water. Uh, uh Obviously, like we said, that people that are caught this kind of life. For instance, the apostles were given to a life dedicated to only spreading the gospel. That's all we do. That's all we do. We just spread the gospel. We go around I remember when uh, uh Paulette and Pastor Derek came to Ghana with me and uh we had to have a heart to heart with Derek on one day because he had been there the year before in two thousand sixteen. Now now in two thousand this is way too much for me. Because he was living a life well, all I do is pray for people and preach, lay hands on people, watch God move. And he said, this is all I want to do. I'm not doing anything else. And Paulette looked at me and I looked at her. No, brother. This... <laughs> I understand ministry, but you may have to hit a lick at a stick when you get back to the States. You understand, <laughs> you know. I you know, I was at Boys Town. I, you know, I did things, you know, without, you know, you could still be a preacher. You know what I mean? Like that. But he will No, I just want to do this. I don't want to do anything else. I, I don't want to. So, 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 you know, some folks are, are allowed to be regular. But the spirit wouldn't let them. Not the apostles, the people that are called to the, the Spirit won't let them. Their dedication and love to their call won't let them. So, what God is asking you today is, what about you? How do you feel about God in your life? What about you? How do you feel about it? But, like them, Regardless of how you feel, you, you, you're born again. Like the apostles, you are consecrated, you're sanctified, you're holy, and you're dedicated. God did that to you. That's he did that to you. You may not be acting it out, but no, he did it to you. You're consecrated. You're sanctified. You're holy. You're dedicated. And if you look these words up in your Hebrew dictionary your Greek dictionary, they will have similar meanings. The overall constant between them is that you are separated. You're separate. You are set apart for God's use. You're set apart. That's what that means. That's what your life is. you set apart. So all this stuff about wanting, craving this, or trying to do this, or trying to be that, or wanting to be like this, or whatever, that, that's, you, you, you're not there. You're, you're something different. You're separate from things profane, and you're dedicated to God. If you look up holy, some of the scriptures, these million scriptures in the Bible, the word holy, and you, you find out that, that, that what it means is that you're 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 separated from things that are profane. You're dedicated to God. You're separate from the world. You're separate from sin. You're separate from the sinful condition that you once lived in. You set apart. That's what it means. Oh, you look those words up. They're gonna one one of them would be used to define the other one. What do you mean? I'm holy. You consecrated. You're dedicated. You're You're holy. You're set apart. You're separate. You know, that's that's what God did in our lives. For the remainder of this message, I want to show this in the Bible. Show you this in the Bible, that you are set apart for God's use. And before we go, I want to read this in Romans chapter 2, verses 28, 29. He says, for he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly, neither that circumcision, which is outwardly in the flesh. But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter whose praise is not of men, but of God. So so what this is basically saying that a Jew or God's elect is one who is, a, is in heart a Jew. And and that means something uh, 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 is one who is true, the true spirit that fulfills the design of their being separated as a special people. What God did with you. You're set apart. You're separated. As a special people. So, so the Romans, uh, Paul writes to the Roman church. He's telling this. See this passage proves that the design of separating them. Was not merely to perform some outward. Or some external rites, Or to conform to some external observances. That's not what being a Jew is about. That's not what being God's elect is about. But to be the people that are holy in heart and in life. you living a separate life, a, a set-apart life. It was to be an internal spiritual work and not merely external service. So, so I, I want you to understand that because I'm going to read some scriptures that's going to refer to where he's talking to Israel, but you should know that this is talking about you. Deuteronomy chapter 14, 2 says, for thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. And the Lord hath chosen thee to be a peculiar people unto himself. Above all nations that are upon the earth. So you are chosen, holy, peculiar. That's, that's what he says. That's what the Bible says. And, and that means <laughs> you are, uh, when he says that you're peculiar, he means that you are shut up. You're like wealth. A closely shut up. A jewel or of a limit for which anything is or is done. So you're limited for, for, if you can get that. But to, to prove to you or to show you even further, he's talking about you. Here's what he says to the church. In First Peter 2, 9, he said, but you are a chosen generation. Oh, you just said that to Israel. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should... Show forth the praise of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous life. See, he says this to the church. The same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I belong to you. My life is not my own. You I belong. Oh, that's you, you. Oh, yeah. I took, no, y'all don't get it. I sing very well a cappella because there's no key to be out of (laughs) jim is always encouraging me (laughs) we were at boys town and the 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 choir used to rehearse on wednesday nights you know There's something like that jim and susie come out there be rehearsing and one day i said something i sang something jim said no that was on key it looked like he was shocked you know All right, Jim. I love him. But he says the same thing to the church. God chose you. He chose you to shut up to himself as some jewel or treasure and set you apart from other people. We told Israel, uh, above all nations that up on earth. No, you're different. I've set you apart. That's what I did for you. That's what I'm doing for you. That's who you are. Now, anybody who says, oh, I'm always aware of that, you would be lying. You're not not thinking about that. Because in this world, it don't take long for you to start grooving right in and start comparing yourself to other people. You start thinking that you're like them. He chose you to shut up to himself. Oftentimes we judge ourselves based on what we mean to ourselves or to other people. That's what you you base your judgment of yourself on, like that. People in the world are proud, and they think much more of themselves than they think of you. Many Christians are caught in that. Uh, uh, You put more value in what other people think of you than what God thinks of you. God says this about you. Somebody else thinks something else of you. You go with their judgment more than God's. You start trying to prove to them that you're something other than what they think you are. As opposed to saying, no, well, I'm, I'm in Christ. I'm, I'm just in God. God. God loves me. God thinks this of me. He said this of me. He set me apart from the world. He set me apart from sin. He consecrated me. You, you know, in, in the will covenant, you, if you get the idea, like when, the, when, they, when they had the priesthood and everything, and everything had to be consecrated. That means that these things were set apart for God's use for the use in the temple, in the tabernacle. This is what this is for. We have to pray. We have to anoint this. We have to do all this. We, we've consecrated this. This is for God's use. In fact, nobody came in there but the priest. <laughs> I made a joke about that one time when I, people would say, oh, oh, uh, Pastor, can, I, can I borrow some tables? We have some, something at our house and we need some of the tables and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, just, you know, bring them back. OK, yeah, I'll let you know all that stuff like that. I wanted to say, but these things are consecrated for God's use. What you going to be doing with it? Talking about playing dominoes and (laughs) having 40s sitting up on it. (laughs) We can have that. (laughs) Then you're going to bring it back in the house of God. Start waving. Whatever. But but God has done this with you. He's consecrated you. He's dedicated you. That's the Bible says that. See, some people think so poorly of themselves that they have a complaint about two-thirds of their life. Who they are and what they are. Oh, I'm just this. I, I wish I was this. No, no, you shouldn't wish you anything. You should wish you were what you are in God. What God is doing with you. I'm telling you. If you ever do what God purposed for you to do, you're going to be happy, fulfilled. And you're going to be good at it because he's been training you to do it all your life. Glory to God. Exodus chapter 19, verses 5 and 6 says, Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar people unto me above all people. For all the earth is mine. And you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. God told Moses, go tell the people what I'm saying to them. Go tell them what they mean to me. Go tell them who they are to me. All you have to do is just follow what I'm telling you to do. And you're going to be a peculiar treasure to me above all the people on earth. Look, I'm God. I'm not, I'm not prejudiced not prejudicing anything. I, I'm, not, I'm not doing it, but I chose you to be something to me above everybody else. You should get over yourself and understand that to be real. And in relating to other people, no, you could be a part of this too. No, God wants you to be a part of that too. He wants you to be a peculiar treasure to him also. I'm not saying nanny, nanny, boo-boo, look at me look at you. No, you should be a part of this too. Glory to God. Look, whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give them shall never thirst. See, you ain't with this. You, you're only drinking the water in the well. You're not drinking the water that Jesus gives. See, he, he, he wants you to be where you never thought. God, I'm not craving anything. But don't you want this? Well, yeah, it seems like that would be nice, but I'm not, I'm not caring about it. I'm satisfied in God. I, I'm
2: complete in Him. What?
4: Don't you wish you had this? Not really. If God gives it to me, I'd be glad to thank, thank you, Jesus, but I'm not, I'm not. I'm good. I'm good. Leviticus chapter 20, verse 26 says, And you shall be holy unto me, for I am, for I the Lord am holy, and have severed you from other people that you should be mine. No, I, <laughs> see, I'm the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. See, you're still eating manna. Hello, church. A lot of people in church, you're still eating manna. Yeah, you received something miraculous from God, but the true bread from heaven, the bread of life, that's what you need to realize he severed you from other people. No, that's why they, you know, in John that's why they were all getting all huffy with Jesus. We ate manna. Okay, okay, that was a miracle. You got it from God, but I'm the true bread. Saints of God, there's a lot of Christians that are still eating manna. And you're excited because, oh, look at what God did. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, but you you don't have it all. Glory to God. Severed means to divide, to separate, distinguish, to differ, select. No, I I did, I I put, you know, different, I divided you asunder from that. I made you separate. You cut off, no, you you set apart from that. I severed you from other people. You still trying to be like other people. You're trying to undo what I did. Glory to God. You you, ever, you, ever, you know what they tell you when you, when you, when you, when you're, uh, building something? Uh, they say you should measure twice and cut once. And if you're going to make up, mess up your measurement, make it too long. Because you can always cut some more off, but you can't put it back. The problem with a lot of saints is that you keep trying to put back what God has severed off. Glory to God. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 through 18 speaks about this also. Even though it's a very familiar scripture, you probably never thought of it in this life. He says, But be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion had light with darkness. Well, that makes sense. And what concord has Christ with Belial? Belial means worthlessness. It's, a, it's an epithet or nickname for Satan. We don't have anything together. If you're in Christ, how are you going to be connected with Satan? How are you going to be doing, doing devilish things? I had this—I had this dream, or daydream, or whatever—about how you could so easily slip into doing something, letting your flesh or something about your desires or wants. If you still have these lust, your hungers and thirsts, and how you—one of those things—if you respond to one of them, you could slip off into and be worshiping or, or, or hailing the devil, or desire to be like other people. You know, that's one of Israel's big mistakes. No, we want, we want a king. We want to be like everybody else. You know, and God said, you're rejecting me. That's what he told, that's what he told Samuel. They're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. I'm going to pick them a king. I'm going to give them what they're asking for. But they're rejecting me. Let me tell you something. The reason why that's in the Bible is so you, the church, don't make the same mistake. I'm not rejecting you, Lord. I don't want to be like everybody else. And the only difference I have is I go to church and I pray in tongues. Huh? Uh-oh. Y'all getting quiet. (laughs) I told y'all about Camille's friend, Carol Boston. I loved Carol Boston. I loved to hear her talk because she was from Mobile, Alabama, and she had a southern drawl that would take your heart. And I used to say something. We'd be sitting around the house partying, you know, and I'd you know, get to a point in my altered state where I just wanted to hear Carol talk. And I'd say, come on, Carol, say something to me. Oh, my God. It would just melt me. We got the Holy Ghost. meal we went to school and started witnessing to all our friends. Carol said, oh, Camille, girl, I have the Holy Ghost. I'll be speaking in tongues. There was nothing different about her life. You sitting there getting high with us all this time, you you got the Holy Ghost? See, I don't want it the only difference to be about me is, well, you know, when I'm at home and by myself, I pray in tongues. No, she told me, no, I, I, when I pray, I pray in tongues. But if you wouldn't have got saved and witnessed to me, you never would have known that. <laughs> he said this, what, what communion has light with darkness and when concord has Christ with Belial, with something worthless or Satan? Or what part hath he that believe it with an infidel? An infidel is someone that's actively disbelieving without Christian faith. Especially a heathen. Passively an untrustworthy person. Hmm. See, a person, a person could have the Holy Ghost and be untrustworthy. I don't know if you knew that. I think you all did. Okay, so so you ain't got no business hooked up with them either," he said. "Don't be unequally yoked." And what agreement had the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God, and God has said, "I will dwell in them and walk in them. I will be their God; they shall be my people." Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, as that word again. I've set you apart, I'm making you separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. God is very clear about having you set apart and separate. Set apart, separate. See, people are to be able to look at you. And see you for a while and see what you're doing and that sort of thing. And say, no, you're different. You're not like me. Something wrong with you. That's what they'll say. Glory to God. Oh, here's one that shocked me. First Peter 2, 1 through 9. We read verse 9 already a little bit earlier, but I want you to see all of this. First, first Peter 2, 1 to 9 says, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow b- b- thereby. So, so first of all, right away, you understand he's talking to Christians, right? Can you see? Because he said, As newborn babes, In other words, you're born again now. Then you should desire the sincere milk of the word that you can grow thereby. So I'm telling you, even though you're born again now, I need you to lay aside all malice and all guile, all hypocrisies, all envies and all evil speaking. You're a newborn babe now. You should be going for something else so you can grow. The sincere milk of the word. He says, uh, uh, um. if so be you have tasted that the Lord is gracious to whom coming as unto a living stone disallowed indeed of men but chosen of God and precious ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood so you like Christ who is the living stone or are built up a spiritual house, you also as lively stone. Hello. You're built up a spiritual house and a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices accepted to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Now, unto you therefore which believe that's us he is precious but unto them which are disobedient the stone which the builders uh, uh, disallowed the same is made the head of the corner and a stone of stumbling this head of the corner this is Jesus but he's also a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense even to them that stumble at the word being disobedient. Hello. Folks, I'm gonna tell you right now, we got preachers who who, who filled with the Holy Ghost like you, born again, who are stumbling at the word, being disobedient. Hello. And he says, Whereunto also they are appointed. He's talking about your friends now. No, he's talking about your friends. The ones that he set you apart from. Hello? Oh, well, you know, no, I'm praying for them. No, see, they, they, they just, you know, we, we don't want to judge them. Yes, we do. You don't want to? No, don't. I do. I want to
5: separate myself. I want to make it clear that I'm different from that. Because God said, I called you to be holy. I dedicated you. I sanctified
4: you. I, I, I'm setting you apart. I ain't do all that for you. For you go mingle back in the in the mire and the muck. I uh, you know, I cleaned you up. You like a pig that runs back to the mire. Or a dog that goes back and eats up his vomit. He's talking about your friends. The ones in church but playing church. But you, he says, are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. A peculiar people. That you should show forth the praise of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Now, here's what you have to figure out. Am I in that marvelous light? He called me out of darkness. Am I in the marvelous light? Can, can I see these things? Can I see that you've set me apart from stuff? stuff? I shouldn't be. I should not be involved. I should not be tied up. I should not have this urge or desire. I shouldn't have any cravings. I shouldn't, in this world, have any wishes. All of my zeal and all of my desire should be toward heaven. But what do you want out of life? Well, in this life, I have what I want. I have God. God in me. God in me. That's what I want. I didn't know I wanted that, so I got it. And here's why I could stand here and without any 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 hesitation share this with you. Because that part of my life in him, I was like what Peter and them were talking about. I was like what John is talking about. No, I no, no, God performed a miracle. I, I'm eating manna. Yeah, but there's more. Do you have the true bread from heaven? Did you all read John 6? Did we read that already? (laughs) Of course we did. (laughs) I'm just sharing with you that that's what Jesus told them. I know that. I know that's. No, that's a revelation. Yes, that's why they were all huffy. We ate manna. We had, uh, yeah, your fathers ate manna. Jesus says, I'm giving you that. And God gave it to you. But I'm the true bread. I know you got the Holy Ghost in 82, 93, 97. Whatever. I know you got that. Yes. But have you really absorbed me? Have you really eaten me? Have you eaten my flesh and drank my blood? See, if you did, you you don't have any more hunger. You have no more cravings. Need to be satisfied. Looking for something to satisfy you.
2: Glory to God.
4: You know, after 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 Israel, after the Jews had all that manna, after they had all this stuff, uh, after they had all these experiences, they're arguing with Jesus over something, that and he's trying to share with them that well, you, you don't have everything. You don't really have everything. No, you have some great things. God has been very good to you. And I'm a, I'm a, 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 an example. I am proof that he wants to do more and better for you see that's how I look at it I know God you did some great thing for me in 1976 God you just blew my mind by 1986 I needed my mind blown again hello I have set you apart from all forms of foolishness. Those that are playing church. Those that don't want to have nothing to do with the church. I set you apart from all of that. All types of lies and liars. I set you apart from error. Involuntary or voluntary. He set you apart from that. You don't really understand who you are in this world. And you don't appreciate who you are to Jesus. See, all you do is think about yourself like this. If you 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 know, and many of you, you do great things for other people, and you do things for people, and you sacrifice, and you do all this kind of stuff for people. And you know, sometimes those people are like, hey, oh, you just flagging me, hey. I did this for you. It's because of me that you have this. Well, they don't appreciate you. They don't appreciate that. That's how we are to Jesus. You don't don't appreciate what I did for you. If, If you did, you wouldn't be trying to look like the world and act like the world so you could fit in the world and say, oh, I'm holy. I'm in church. Well, I don't want people to think. No, no, I want them to think. I want them to think. Oh, oh, what you're supposed to be. I love it when somebody say that to me. Oh, what you're supposed to be. <laughs> well, would you like me to explain to you how much time you have? I can explain to you what I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be like you, but God made me this. Glory to God. He set you apart. Set apart, set apart. Glory to God. Okay, get some scriptures I want to share these with and then we we'll do that. Second Timothy two twenty-one. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. So so write Timothy, this message to Timothy saying he's teaching, say if a man will purge himself from these things that are unclean, then he can be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use. That's because what, what he's trying to explain to him is that you're supposed to be, these people are supposed to be set apart for God's use. The Amplified Bible says this, so... Whoever cleanses himself from what is ignoble and unclean, who separates himself from contact with contaminating and corrupting influences, will then himself be a vessel set apart and useful for honorable and noble purposes, consecrated and profitable to the master, fit and ready for any good work. So, 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 this is what God is doing. I'm setting you apart. I'm doing something. I'm making something of you. You couldn't do this for yourself. You couldn't be this on your own. No, I chose you, and I set you apart. You know, Jesus said in John 15, he told his disciples, said, look, you ain't choose me. I chose you. Let's get that clear, because you could get so holy and so up on yourself to where you used to talk about, no, see, you know, because in the 70s, they had a movement called, I found it. Some of y'all are too young for that. Diane, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I ain't calling you old girl, but you know what I'm talking about. They had a movement called I Found It. Then years later, by the time the 80s come in, people got smart. They said, but he wasn't lost. You were. You ain't find him. He found you. He chose you. Jesus no, I chose you. I chose you for something. And if you could just keep yourself clean, clean yourself, separate yourself from all this stuff that contaminates you and corrupting influences. See, the stuff I set you apart from, then you will be a vessel that is set apart and useful. Praise the Lord. And then Ephesians 1 and 4 says, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy. And without blame before him in love. If you read that in the Amplified. It says this. Even as in his love. He chose us. Actually picked us out. For himself as his own. In Christ. Before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy. Consecrated and set apart for him. And blameless in his sight. Even above reproach before him in love so so what god wants you to understand today church is this no i I set you apart part of what i did for you i intentionally did this see my intent was when i said you're holy i was separating you when i said you were consecrated I was separating you. When I said you were sanctified, I was separating you. When I said you were dedicated, I was setting you apart for me. I was setting you apart for me. Look, (coughs) think of it like this. A person who backslides and goes back into the world, you understand? What they're saying is, God picked them. Okay, look around the world and he picked you. I picked you. Come on. And you said, "Hmm." I don't know. I'll be on your team for a little while, but now I'm going back. I'm going to be on the other side. In other words, you're rejecting your choosing, your selection. God chose you. No, I chose you. I selected you, and I set you apart from all the things in the world, I set you apart from everything that would make you unlike me, everything that would take you away from me, everything that was unclean, everything that was unholy. I set you apart from those things. Why, do you, why would you go back and do that? Uh, you know, like your children say, you know, you get mad at them. And what would you do that for? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I was studying. You know, if you study, you, you, some of your, your 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 therapists might tell you when, when a child tells you that they don't know, don't get mad because they don't. They don't know. See, just like Christians, you don't know. You're blinded by the devil. You don't know why you did what you did. I felt like I wanted this, and my flesh. Uh huh. Yeah, but you know that from the Bible, it tells you. To avoid fleshly lust. So why did you do that? And you come up with some other reason. And you say. But the Bible says. This, that, and other. And you know that. So why did you do that? And finally. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) No. But God set you apart. Intentionally. It wasn't like. Oh. I'm just different. He made no. I meant for you to be different. I meant for you to be separate. I meant for you to be for my use only. This is what I was doing. This is why I called you out. This is why I filled you with my spirit. The devil's after you for what? Because you got something he wants. You got something that attacks his kingdom. You know, we used to say that years ago. We tell people about, hold on, if the devil ain't attacking you, then you, something wrong. You ain't doing something. Right, right. <laughs> You're no threat to him. That's right. <laughs> However, you want to get to the point where, you know what, devil, you could come all you want to. I, I, I don't care. That's right. That's right. I don't care. I have no fears. I have no cravings. I have no longings. I have no desires. I have a zeal for the kingdom of God. I'm set apart. This, this moved my God in my life. It's what God did, God in my life, consecrated, sanctified, holy and dedicated. Father, right now, in your precious name, we thank you for your word, all the things that it teaches us, God. but we thank you even more, God, that you called us, that you separated us. We thank you for the examples that you gave when you explained to the woman at the well and the the crowd of Jews, oh God, that, that if we could just allow you to be so complete in our lives that we wouldn't have any thirst or desires or need for satisfaction. God, we wouldn't crave anything. We thank you for that, Jesus. That's a peaceful state to be in. That's a wonderful place to be in life. Lord, I'm not hungry. I'm not thirsty. I'm not chasing. I'm not looking. Even disappointment, God, is under my thumb. Thank you, Lord, for consecrating me. Thank you, Lord, for sanctifying me. Thank you, Lord, for making me holy and dedicating me. Lord, I, I'm so thankful that you set me apart. I know sometimes, God, I'm in situations where everybody is doing one thing. But I, I, I can't. My, my, my Holy Ghost won't let me. I, I know, God, that sometimes and people look at me and it's, oh, you know. and I, I'm even over the fact, God, that people say, well, he's a pastor, so he has to do that. I want you to know today that when God spoke to Israel he wasn't just speaking to Moses he told Moses I want you to go tell the people I want you to go tell them that they are a peculiar treasure unto me above all people I want you to go tell them that they are a kingdom of priests a holy nation He said in Second Corinthians, no, I, I said don't, don't be with unbelievers. I, look, if you could just be this, I want to be a father to you. You're my sons and daughters. I'm not talking to one man. I'm talking to all the people who I've set apart. I made you a holy nation.
5: I made you a peculiar people, a treasure unto me.
4: You're a chosen people. I set you apart. No lies, no foolishness, no error.
1: If you'll just rely on me.
4: If you'll just purge yourself. Lord, I want to be a vessel of honor. I I want to be one that separates God. I want to be consecrated and set apart for you, Jesus. Blameless in your sight. I want to have so much of you. I want that water, oh God, that you give that will spring up in me. I want the true bread. No, no, manna was good, but God, now I want you. In Jesus' name. Somebody might say, "No, I, I, I'm like I'm, I'm like the Jews. I, no, I've had manna, but God, I want I want that real bread now. I want the true bread from heaven." Come on, if you want prayer, we'll pray with you. Come on. Somebody might say, "No, there's water. I, I've been drinking water out this well, but I want the water that that you give, Jesus. I, I want to leave all this desire behind." Hush. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus glorify yourself right now God yes Lord yes Lord Jesus said if anybody come unto him he'll no way turn you out he will not turn you away come on come on you're doing
5: something today come Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Lord. God, I have one desire, and that's you.
4: One desire, God. It's not the preacher, the teacher. It's you, Jesus. You show
5: me the way, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Take this soul. Come on, Lord, you take control. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
4: Just let it all happen, come on. Come on, he's your God, he's your God. Hallelujah, hallelujah,
5: hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes Lord. yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. As often as I'm tried, Lord, I want to pass the test. I know God. You got me. Come on,
4: come on. I want the water you give, Lord. I want the true bread. In the name of Jesus. 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 Yes, Lord.
5: Yes, Lord. I'm set apart, Lord. I'm separate, Lord. I'm not like the world. Hey, Jesus.
4: In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, church, let's praise him one time. Come on. Come on, give him glory. Come on, he's your God now. Yes, Lord. the wonderful name of Jesus. Bless your name. Bless your name, Lord. Hallelujah.
5: Hallelujah.
4: Bless him. Bless him.
1: Hey, we got one more praise. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Our, our service times are listed in the bulletin. And remember, Bishop said we are not coming back tonight. Bishop said, "Amen." <laughs> so you come, you're gonna be by yourself. So uh, that's that's yes, yes, but it's gonna be cold. So. Please remember to pray for the lost, the sick, the backslidden, for our fellowship and all of our associated churches. If you have any prayer needs, please text or call Minister Camille Moton. Women's Chat will be will meet next Saturday from uh, 2 to 4 p.m. And a topic of discussion will be chapters 1 through 5 of the book of Esther. So read up, mark up the date, and they hope to see you there. Um, if, if you're free anytime between noon and 1 p.m on Wednesdays please make sure that you come and agree with us in prayer even if you can only stay in 10 to 15 minutes come and agree in prayer um, as we're in the season of inclement weather we would like we, we would like per- your permission to send you a text if we cancel service so please send the words cancelled service to I'll just say Minister Pearson's number is 402-319-7898 if you agree to be added. Um, so please make sure that if you w- want to get a text message from the church saying that we're you know, not going to have service, send a text message to 319-7898. Are there
4: any other announcements? Praise the Lord we're just Jesus' name and stay warm.